Hey guys, it's Tim Gillette, Tim Gillette Show, and we're back here with another episode of our Tim Gillette Show, where I interview some of the most interesting people that I've found on the internet. In some cases, all right, I connect to people who connect me to them, like our last uh, guest and our current guest. Uh, so, you know, I, I connected through to, to Cheryl through, I think, David Fagan, who was on last week. I don't know, we're going to find out how she connected to us, because literally, it is so cool to connect with people, and they just go, yeah, I want to be on the show, and they do it just like that. So Cheryl is a you know somewhat of a video expert, and I'm sure we're going to find out details about how she helps people, her story, and the interesting things that make her interesting. Cheryl Plouffe, did I say that right? Yeah, you did. That's First try, I got it right. Yay! You know what? It's a French Canadian name, and if you said Plouffe or Plouffe, I'm totally fine with it, Tim. <laughs> as long as you know, I mean, hey, 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 I'm the king of. I mean, my last name's Gillette. People cut it up all the time. I some people, it. some people get the joke. Some people, you have to explain. Anyway, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I love it. Is it three blades or four or what are we at now? Eight blades. I think I'm up to you know. I, I'm really cutting the edge with six blades right now. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a six edged guy. I love it. <laughs> so great to be with you. And yes, we are connected through David Fagan. We were on a call recently together, and you were talking about your podcast. I'm like, hey, I'd love to be able to come come on and share some tips and tricks and concepts that might help your audience. Yep. Yep. So yeah. And I met David, you know what I mean? Long, long, long time ago. And you know, something just went wrong with my one link. Hope it, it fixes itself here in the next couple of minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I met David a couple of years ago and I just reached out to him a couple of weeks ago and said, Hey, you want to be on my show? All right. And I think at first he was like, uh, okay. And it's on the show and he's like, I got to recommend you have a ton of people. So That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. it's so cool. Um, so I noticed that you're a lot into video. Tell us about what you do and how you help people. Well, I'm a 25-year television broadcasting veteran. Uh, spent 17 years doing thousands of hours of live broadcasting uh, here in Canada at the Weather Network, which is the uh, weather channel equivalent here in Canada. And so I've done all these you know, years and years and years of broadcasting. And it got to a point where I decided, hey, you know what? A lot of what I've learned in broadcasting can be applied to the entrepreneurial space. And so I decided to go out full tilt, uh, go full time and really just help people now. So really what I do is I'm helping entrepreneurs to increase their authority, which in turn increases their income when they're properly positioned on online. And I do that with video because that's what a lot of people are gravitating to. We see that, you know, we're hockey sticking up with the uh, video consumption. And so it's, that's my specialty. It's really smartphone, webcam. This is not Tim like about, you know, massive video production and having eight people follow you around uh, with a video crew. This is about how you can use uh, the things you already have to be able to position yourself that way. So yeah, long time spent in, in TV broadcasting, taught college, uh, managed the department news and information department, like as, as the news manager, did a variety of different things. And now I'm able to take that experience and bring it to the space. Cool. Cool. So, uh, you know, uh, the broadcaster, uh, first of all, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you are forever known as the weather girl. I'm just curious. A little bit. Yes. <laughs> Although, you know, it's funny now I don't really get recognized in grocery stores as much as I used to which maybe is, is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think when people find out that I was uh, you know, the weather girl, it's not something that, that really shakes off very easily. But I'm not, I, I love it. You know, I was really, I'm really proud of my experience. I'm really proud of having done what I, what I did uh, in the weather uh, field. You know, 
most of the day to day was, you know, is it going to rain? Is it going to snow? But there were some times where it got a little dicey. We had one uh, tornado outbreak in Southern Ontario, and I can remember exactly what year it was now, uh, but we had 27 tornadoes that evening. And my colleague uh, and I were on live solid for, I want to say six hours solid. And so uh, that one is the one that comes to my mind as being a real standout, but so many great experiences uh, in broadcasting. Okay. Uh, you know, I, it's, I, I, I've not had the experience of being in the broadcast studios other than twice I've been on shows. Uh, other than that, I was at uh, political campaigns back in the day where, you know what I mean? I was trying to stand behind the candidate as <laughs> right, you're like, I'm sure you've seen me. <laughs> seen you you look familiar <laughs> so um now though i mean now i mean you are now helping people though do video and stuff too though are you not yeah you know we have a variety of different things that we're doing i mean a lot of it is is helping people right empowering them to create their own videos and, and so that's why i say video strategist because strategy is really where it stems from you have to have a strategy i really always recommend that entrepreneurs examine their content strategy. And of course I spe uh, specifically focus on video at least once per year, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. where you were a year ago is very different than where you are now and where you want to go. You have to reanalyze, you know, that, that strategy and take a good hard look at it. Last year, my strategy was Facebook live. You know, mm -hmm. this year, my strategy is YouTube for different reasons. And yeah, so yeah. we all have to make sure that we're really um, doing the things and taking the actions that we need to take to get where we want to go. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like we broadcast ours on Facebook Live and YouTube Live is how we broadcast our thing. But are you having a lot of clients, you know, getting confused about the broadcasting to YouTube using live or are you just getting YouTube videos up? You know what? I, I mean, I always do recommend that people integrate both live stream and recorded video in mm -hmm. their overall strategy, right? Live, there's nothing like live enough because that's where the world I come from mostly too, is there's an energy, right? There's an energy about this conversation because we know it's live. It's like, we can't edit it out. We're not going to go back. And, and I think there's a special energy there. Having said that, there's also a place for recorded video, video that's going to maybe have a, a more of a shelf life and has mm -hmm. legs to it, you know, a more evergreen, if you will. And there's a real benefit to that as well. So I do like to teach both. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, because that, mine's been the, the live thing, but you know, I mean, yes, I do some of the others, but live has been my hugest thing. I love it, and uh, you know, I, mean, I was just wondering your opinion on that. Um, so, when you get into teaching people and helping people use the video stuff like this, and you said you want to help, you know, be the strategist that you are. All right, was there someone who you mentored you and said, you know, what I mean, you should be teaching this to others? All right, and you went like, you, did you get the thing like, huh, me? <laughs> or did it just naturally go, oh, yeah, I'll do that? You know what? I think in the early, early going, when I was following, a, you know, there were certain people that I was following who were creating online e-learning education platforms. There mm -hmm. were people who were building personal brands. Uh, I'll, I'll name a few. James Wedmore, mm -hmm. Amy Porterfield, Marie mm -hmm. Forleo, Derek Halpern. Brendan Burchard. I mean, I can name a whole host of different people. Lewis Howes. I mean, mm -hmm. those are the people who, when I was really first, first starting out, I looked up to them. I listened to their podcasts. I watched their videos. And I was like, if they can do it, why can't I? Yeah. And, and the only thing that's standing in the way is me. <laughs> mm -hmm. So why can't I do that? I've had 
the opportunity to have a really a rarefied experience in television here in Canada. And I knew that it was valuable. So I really just set out to on that path at that point. But it wasn't any one particular person who said, hey, you should really do this. It was me. Mm-hmm. It was me who looked inside and said, there's no reason why I can't do that. And I've always had that approach, Tim, since I was 17. I uh, grew up poor. Um, you know, I, I just have had a really strong work ethic since I was, you know, 15, 17. That's really when I started branching out into modeling. And I actually was hosting the news magazine TV program when I was 19 years old mm-hmm. uh, with no experience. It was mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm a bit of a go-getter That's in that sense. And I don't limit myself. Mm, cool. You know, uh, you know, you're talking about how you were doing news and doing stuff like that. Uh, in today's news world, all right, there's people who are, are you know, hey, well, here in America, all right, uh, here in the United States versus Canada, maybe it is up there too, but we seem to be polarized on how we take our news nowadays, all right? Mm-hmm. Are you one of those people when you were in the news, were you just like trying to be on camera and let me get this off? Or were you like trying to like, let me cram you, cram my opinion on you? And I'm not, I'm not picking on either channel doing that. But like, you know, did you have a style, I guess, is what I want to know about doing it. You know, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking about when I was managing the news department. Uh, we definitely took uh, a, an unbiased approach to it, as you should. Yeah, in journalism, yeah. Right. And so, no, it didn't really slant one way or the other. Uh, I always liked to take that um, that approach of it's really about the message. It's really about the storytelling. It's about the news and information that we can share, let people make their own determination, make up their own minds and, and opinions about what, what is we're sharing. Uh, mm-hmm. But we always definitely took a balanced approach to that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I've heard this on, on a lot of people who they teach on, on video and they say, you know, kind of, if you're telling your story, pick one person or something like that, direct all your content towards like one person and make that your avatar. Is that similar to what you're doing is helping people do that? Or are you tell, helping otherwise in the camera? Yeah, I think, you know, when I think about my coaching programs and different things that we do, we do like to start with who is it that you're trying to attract? <laughs> because it's like, yeah. that's a fundamental thing. If you don't know that, then we have to do that work to uncover uh, who that is, because mm-hmm. you need to know who your audience is. So that, that is a really a key part to it. One of the things from a video uh, communication standpoint is I do teach that method of, I call it the high mom method. And the high mom method is just picture your mom, someone that you're close to or someone that you trust in the lens, like right inside that little pinhole mm-hmm. lens. It should be one person. One of the biggest mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make is whether it's live or recorded is they'll come on and be like, hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Right. And so that doesn't really necessarily build as strong a connection between you and that person if you're just addressing everyone in a more generic way. It's mm-hmm. best to approach it and say, hey, how are you today? I'm glad that you're here. Uh-huh. That's a very different approach. And that's what we always did in, in, uh, in, in everything that I've ever done in television. The key is always talking to one person and making that connection. Mm-hmm. So you see shows like mine. All right. And this could be a coaching moment. This could be a kick in the butt for Tim. I don't know if I'm, if I need to go down this road or not, but um, you see shows like mine where I basically just come on camera and start talking to people as opposed to having this big old show entry, uh, you know, pre-show intro. What's your opinion on pre-show intro or just uh, for us entrepreneurs doing shows like this? I love it. I love this approach. I really think, you know why I love this approach? Because this is really genuine and authentic to you. 
Mm-hmm. Very, you know, and and I loved the fact that, and can I say this? But we didn't have a lot of lead up and eight thousand meetings to decide what we were going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I love that because mm-hmm. I think that's where authenticity and is it, that's where it lives. It lives mm-hmm. in those in the moment conversations without mm-hmm. having to over and pre-plan. Do I support planning? You know, when you're doing a recorded video, sure, have three bullet point form notes you want to make. You know, the things you yeah. want to. But speak from the heart. Let it come out. Let it be natural and authentic is always, in my opinion, the best way. As far as, you know, video intros are concerned, um, when I was first, first starting out, I remember, and I'm a self-taught editor, (laughs) I edited this whole amazing intro. And it was like, you know, images of me on the set. And I was like, you know, all this. And and it looked amazing. I was so proud of myself. And then I found it actually didn't really work for me because mm-hmm. it used up some really valuable time at the beginning of the videos. Whereas I should have been just quickly getting into what's valuable to the person who's watching. So I actually don't support in most cases that people mm-hmm. have these long, long intros. It can work mm-hmm. for some people, but not all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, yeah, that's one of the things I don't have. And I, I, I and I think it's opinion, but you know what I mean? And that's why I asked your opinion onto it. But the other thing is, is now, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be part of uh, Video Marketing World, which is here in Texas this weekend and uh, connected to the two guys that are on that. Um, and they they're big on using the thumbnails on YouTube. Yeah. Creating thumbnails on YouTube. Should they all be the same for your show? Like mine right now have all of my show on there or should each one, individual one be something similar and something different? On Tell me about your opinions on thumbnails. Well, let me tell you about my history with thumbnails on YouTube first. I've sucked at them for a long, long time. You know, thumbnails are really important and key to the click-through rate, the CTR of your videos, right? Mm -hmm. Because the more people who see them, the more likely they want to click and then the more views you get. So it it is really, really a key thing. What I used to do was I used, and I've tried all kinds of different templated, you know, all different things. What I used to do was I used to cram all of the words of the title of my video on the thumbnail (laughs) until I knew better. And so what I'm doing now, and I think I'm really uh, definitely moving in a better direction in the sense, um, I do make them a little bit different. I like to, because I'm building a personal brand, and this is where it comes back into strategy, Tim, right? I'm looking to build a personal brand. So I feel it's important to have my image on my thumbnails Mm -hmm. because it's really about me. Uh, What I do is I actually use my phone, and I will take a a specific image for that thumbnail with, you know, some type of, uh, you know, face or moment or, you know, I'm like, hey, or ha, or whatever the thing is, I will take that and then I will use that image on that specific thumbnail. That Mm -hmm. seems to be working well for me. And I've also made it so that the words on the on the title or on the thumbnail, no more than four words as much as possible. Try to really keep it clean, big letters. Uh, Sometimes I'll use uh, icons and different pictures in the background and uh, make them less, you know, opaque. And so I think it's about experimentation to some degree, but um, thumbnails are really, really key. I have done things the wrong way. I'm starting to do things the right way now. Uh, One of my most recent videos is about Zoom, green screen technology. It's like over... I think it's over 20,000 views in the last week, which mm-hmm. is great. But that thumbnail has a really big, like a really bright green background because it's about green screens. Mm-hmm. I think that helped. 
I mm. think that the, just the design of that thumbnail has helped that video succeed. Cool, cool. I mean, yeah, because that's something I'm trying to get down right now is the thumbnails. The second thing when it comes to video that I always have to ask, you know, a video person is the background behind you. Mm -hmm. Again, you mentioned green screen. I don't have a green screen. This is my office. All right. And yes, uh, I mean, I, I even left my bottle of moonshine there. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> don't be sorry. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, are you key on the green screen or would you rather see someone do something that's them behind them? You know, uh, I think, again, it comes back to what kind of brand you're trying to build. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm trying to really uh, relay that you does that things don't have to be perfect in order to be successful. So for me, it makes sense for me to show just the backdrop of why, where I am. I'm actually yeah. in the living room right now. I'm between the kitchen and the living room uh, that to, because I like to lead by example. I like to show by example that you don't have to obsess over your backgrounds before you make the video. So that's yeah. a line for me as far as brand building is concerned. And mm -hmm. you might see, you know, my cats over here and you might see my husband walk behind me and it's like, <laughs> I work from home. Yeah. So, yeah. To me, for me, that works. Now, for someone who has a background where it's like maybe not ideal, maybe it's messy, maybe it's, you know, whatever the case may be, a green screen could be beneficial in that case because depending, again, on the type of image you're trying to portray, you might want to hide all of that. Yeah, yeah. So really it's a case-by-case -case basis and you have to figure out what's really going to work for you. It's more about is this aligned to the the, the almost the subliminal messages that you're wanting mm -hmm. to send as you build your brand. Mm -hmm. So this makes sense for me. That makes sense for you because you are on that path too of being authentic and just coming out being you and it is what it is. And, mm -hmm. and that's what's going to build your brand. If you had a green screen and you had Hawaii behind you, that's not me. Trust That's me. That's not you. That is, that's not you. <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, it's it, uh, one of the other things that I've, I've, I've done and I've watched is the people who try to artistically set up. Like, I don't have any fancy lighting coming back. I'm still trying to find like a, a, a my my thing is I love Jackson uh, Pollock painting. Yeah, I, do too, I yeah. would love to afford an original and have sure. it right there. But, uh, it's not in the budget yet. Um <laughs> But I want an original Pollock, and I would love to have that behind me. Um, but, I, you know, I've always tried to have it plain. But I see some people who basically, you know, are now, all right, I have CNBC on, and they have, you know, people in their houses right now. I've watched Jay Leno and, and, and you know, all, well, not Jay Leno now, but like the, the night guys, Conan, yeah. and we've watched them in their house set up. Alan's been doing a show for three weeks from his house. From his it? house. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we I'm watching that because to me, that's I've been doing that for years, live streaming from my house with my background and watching Jimmy Fallon do it. Like, oh my gosh, this is interesting. Yeah. But CNBC, I'm now getting to see what these hosts who I've only seen on a network in their real homes. Yeah. And I noticed the one guy, all right, for, for weeks, he was just like they had his picture and he was on the phone. And now all of a sudden he's on camera again. So apparently I don't know whether the, how they they've orchestrated his setup, but you know, um, so many people focus on it as to whether I have to have this right. Do you have tips for those people who want to go? I mean, here's a simple way to get started. Do you have like some simple things they should do to get started to not focus on it? Well, you know what? I mean, focus on your message, right? Mm -hmm. You know, focus on what it is that you really are are the 
the stuff that you're here meant to do. Like yeah. focus on what it is you want to share. Uh, I think too many people obsess over everything being perfect before they ever start. And the truth is you have to take imperfect action to get anywhere you want in life or in business. Yeah. You've got to take imperfect action. So you might not have five-point lighting systems and you might not have fancy backgrounds and you might be whatever, but what matters is the value you're sharing, the, in, the, the content you create is the far and away the most important thing. Mm -hmm. One of the trainings that I've done, Tim, is where I show, I actually take a snapshot of all of those people that I was mentioning earlier, the, the, the favorite gurus that I've followed all those years ago. And I went back on their YouTube channels from way back in the beginning, like nine years ago, eight years ago. And I took snapshots of each of them and put them on a slide. And it's a slide that I share in my training and you'll find it on my YouTube channel. And it's interesting because none of them have anything fancy going on. Marie Forleo is sitting on a brown couch, you know, uh, Brandon Burchard standing in front of a whiteboard with like sticky notes. There's nothing fancy about it. They all started where they were. And mm -hmm. what mattered most was their message. And if yeah. more entrepreneurs would just do that and say, forget about having everything perfect, I need to get my message out there, then they would more people would succeed. I, I'm trying to think back to like my first interview I ever did um, on camera. I think I did it from an iPad in a chair that we had in the corner of our bedroom. That's great. And I, I and like this girl said, I'm doing this series. I want you to be on it. I'm like, uh, okay. And I didn't even have a microphone back then. I literally, I had the earbuds, the iPad, and we sat in the corner doing it. But I've done videos from all over. I used to have the flip camera and all this stuff. Like they, they were more planned planned out. Um, I did one from the park that an earlier guest on this morning, her and her boyfriend spoke at my event and he bought brought up my video from the park and I'm like at, at my event and I'm like <laughs> you're like okay where do I crawl what rock do yeah, I crawl? Really, really why are you showing that to these people of what I looked like 10 years ago please don't yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but that is if we didn't get started we wouldn't learn no and one of the I did a video from I can't remember when it was a couple of years ago we were at my son's uh hockey tournament and I thought you know what I really want to show that that this whole perfection thing is just like it was just an overarching theme that just kept coming up. I thought I was wearing a lime green hoodie. I had really no makeup on. I had baseball cap on, I think. I don't remember. And um, I put my laptop up on a garbage can at the arena. And I had to lower myself. I guess <laughs> spread my legs apart so I could be a little lower down into where the camera was. And I did the whole video. It's one, it was one of the most successful videos at that time because I wanted to demonstrate. Guys, it's not about the perfection of everything else that's going around you. It's just sharing a message. Mm -hmm. um, and, and to your point, you know, listen, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't, it's evolution. Mm -hmm. It's a path. It's like, you wouldn't be here if you hadn't been through that. And you won't be there if you hadn't done this. Mm -hmm. You've mm -hmm. got to continue to keep taking those steps. Yeah. Yeah. No, very, very true. Uh, and, you know, and, and we look, I look at the progress and I look at the steps that I've made throughout the years and now I have clients, which I'm sure you do too. I have clients cost calling me and asking me, well, Tim, how did you do this? Yep. Uh, how do you do that? All right. How, how does this work? Um, is that how you got into mentorship of it? Like, you know what I mean? Or, or you know, or, or did you just go one day, I'm just going to start creating and being a mentor? You know, I think I realized years ago that I wanted to create my own information products and services. So I've been on the path for a long time, but that evolved, you know, mm -hmm. what I used to teach has evolved because I consider myself, and really my responsibility 
is to, if I want to be a leader, is to lead. My mm -hmm. responsibility is to be up on the latest changes in certain uh, social platforms and looking at COVID-19 and saying, okay, what does this really mean for people and, and taking charge? You know, I did a training soon after COVID-19. It's on my channel now. It's 22 minutes of solid strategies around what to do post COVID-19. You have to be a thought leader. You've got to be a leader in your space. So you've got to be up on your industry. You've got to know what's going on. And so what I taught five years ago is different than what I teach now. It'll be different in the future. Um, but I, you know, I guess I always knew that people needed help because even from the early going, people would ask me questions. I would, listen, this is a big tip. If people are asking you questions about something, you have to make note of what those things are because that is a huge clue. That's mm -hmm. a huge clue. That's the lowest hanging fruit, FAQs, right? What are the frequently asked questions? That's a great place for you to start to create videos about yeah, those yeah. things. So, yeah, I, um, I I guess I always recognized that there were certain people that needed help in certain areas, and it has evolved over time. And, and that does definitely stem, or, or, or rather, uh, it's a catalyst toward a product or service in that specific area for sure. Cool. So, I mean, so I did my live videos. I, st I got involved with live video show with, um, with, um, blab. Do you remember blab? Were you on blab or no? I, no, I don't. Okay. So that's where I got started on live video and I forever did not want to get on live video. I did not want to do it in the beginning. I didn't want to do a podcast or a radio show. I was a blogger and that was my, that was my comfort zone, right? <laughs> Yeah. So I get on Blab and I find out people are all right, love to see me on live video. So now I'm like, oh wow, okay. So I gotta I gotta perfect this. I gotta work with this. And so now I'm starting to reach out to who who can help me with this, who can help me better this, right? Who can do help me do this better? And I start asking weird questions. So we've talked about awful lot about things, but I'm gonna go down a road here of interesting questions because sure. I've seen this, all right, and I have a friend. This is probably not your forte, but you probably know somebody and plug people into this. Clothing that you wear on screen, the dress you have, all right? I mean, from the clothing you wear to, to I mean, the clothings we wear, Do does it have purpose in your, is it something you teach clients to have purpose in their videos? Yeah, I think, you know, one way of looking at clothing is that it's, it can almost serve as a prop. Mm -hmm. uh, it's... Yes, I think it depends again on what type of image you want to portray. It's about image. It's not really mm -hmm. about what how what your how your dress as much as it's about image. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I think back on TV experience, I was employed by someone to look a certain way. Yes, and I had to fit the 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 you know what it is that they wanted. In fact, so much so that we had contracts that we had to sign that said you know we we cannot change our hair drastically without approval and different things. Mm. So we're filling the gap of what they want represented. Yeah. The beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is you're in the driver's seat. You yeah. can decide how you want to present yourself, what image you want to present to the public. And so, you know, dress however you feel comfortable. You know, I like the idea of in certain cases of people building a personal brand where they have a uniform, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very, you know, um, just, you know, it's like I always wear a black t-shirt or, you know, I'm just thinking about, um, Oh, what's her name? Glennon Doyle. You know, mm -hmm. she always wears a black tank top. And someone actually recently asked, why do you always wear a blank tank? She says, because I don't want to have to think about, it takes too much energy for me to think about what to wear. That's perfectly on brand for her <laughs> to yeah, yeah. give that explanation. Um, 
you know, for me, I think that I, I like to present a, you know, a polished appearance, you know, I think something that looks nice, but I'm not necessarily trying to get dressed up super, super fancy. Uh, I, I wore this today. And I thought, you know what, it's just, it's a little bit brighter. I wanted mm -hmm. to wear something that just represents, you know, something a little bit more upbeat, but, um, you know, it's each person has to make that decision about how they want to, to present themselves from an image standpoint. But it is important. Clothing is, is definitely a part of that. And so is jewelry. And so is hair. And so is makeup. Mm -hmm. Some people, it doesn't make sense for them to wear a lot of makeup. If you are a yoga uh, instructor, for example, are you going to wear as much makeup as what I'm wearing? No. It, it would look weird, right? It would yeah, look yeah. weird. So you have to uh, figure out your, your image per se on, on camera. And I do teach that to some degree, but I also don't teach it from the standpoint of being obsessive about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people want to hang on to him to, well, I don't have all my image set out. Yeah. I don't have my image down yet. So I can't possibly start. And it's like, no, you're going to start, even though you don't have all the answers yet and your image will evolve over time. Cool. Cool. Uh, I would, th I was thinking too, though, along the lines, like, you know what I mean? When you were at the studio, where they might have used the green screen or blue screens more often, there was certain clothes that you couldn't wear. That's right. All right. And, um, you know, I mean, I see people who don't quite understand that concept sometimes, understand that, you know, what's tinging off your thing is that green screen and the shirt you have on, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah. Well, I, I touch on that in my YouTube video because yeah. you know, when you have a green screen, that, that changes everything. Yeah. Because now you can't wear green or really any, most shades of green you cannot wear. Or yeah. you're going to see through, right? Um, we did have green screen. I know some studios have blue, um, mm -hmm. but we had green. So anything, obviously, green was off, off, off. Uh, you know, we weren't able to wear it. Uh, same with yellow. There were certain teals that we weren't able to wear. Red, we weren't able to wear. Uh, we also tried to avoid harsh white, harsh black. Like you know, <laughs> it was very limiting <laughs> in that sense. But when you don't have a green screen, it's really more about the image you want to project. Cool. Yeah, cool. And I, and I, and I like that you actually did address that. Now, many people uh, will be doing live shows like we're doing today. All right. They record their podcast this way. And um, what's your opinion on the, uh, you know I mean? I know a lot of people are joking about this, but what's your opinion on the, well, I dress from the waist up. Uh, okay. And, yo and yoga <laughs> pants on the bottom or sweatpants or shorts or something like that. I'm not okay. saying that you don't have anything on. I'm just saying. No, I do. Yeah. But yeah. I will share with you what I actually really am wearing because I think it will be. I'm wearing Under Armour black sweatpants yeah. <laughs> right now, right? I've got a black T-shirt and then this jacket. Yeah. Uh, my husband. It's funny because my husband Tim was a you know 30 plus year TV broadcasting veteran himself, and uh, spent many many years on the on the anchor desk. And this was a common joke, right? The anchors are wearing they're all business from the waist up, but down, you know, they're wearing jeans. They've got cargo shorts on, and you know, and uh, and sandals. So um, one of my colleagues who I used to work with, when we had our setup on the set where the where their feet were not shown, she used to wear green Crocs, like lime green Crocs. So she'd have she'd be dressed up like nylons, you know, the whole bit, and then these lime green Crocs, and it was hilarious to watch her you know, walk around the newsroom like that, but, uh, it is a thing. It is a thing. Well, yeah. I, I was on a podcast show that was recorded on video with actor Dean Kane. Okay. And, and Dean showed up to the studio. He, he, he had a nice shirt on a jacket shorts. <laughs> 
Yeah. And basically because the studio we were recording in wasn't air conditioned and it was in California. And I'm like, Dean, why are you dressed up like that? And he goes, you know, and I've known Dean, right? But he goes, he goes, I've I've been I'm here for eight, eight and a half hours doing these recordings. He said, I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I'm learning to be comfortable. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. Um, and if you see it on my YouTube channel where it says where Dean Kane actually comes up on my channel and goes, Hey, I hear you know Tim Gillette. X that was recorded that day. And that's, that's if you notice it's from here because he had his shorts on below. And, and you know what? I mean, here's the thing, right? We a lot of us we want to work from home. Yeah. There's certain advantages to working from home, right? I can just go over there and grab a coffee and I can wear my Under Armour sweatpants mm -hmm. if I want to. And why not? You know, if you're gonna listen, entrepreneurship is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. It's personal development on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you are going to learn so much about yourself through entrepreneurship. And it isn't always easy, mm -hmm. um, especially if you try to go it alone. But you know what? If you're gonna go down this path, you might as well take advantage of you know the pluses where you can be comfortable, um, appreciate and have gratitude for the fact that you can work from home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I know. Yeah. My, my wife is having to, she has an office uh, a couple miles away, but she's working from home and we have a small condo. So she's downstairs, but every day she gets up and gets dressed. All right. Even though we're, we're at home, uh, I've worn the same outfit pretty much for 10 years of my life. I wear, you know, jeans. So it's like, I'm comfortable in what I do. Um, but like now I'm starting to think, cause I'm doing so many interviews per day that maybe I should change shirts between interviews. What's your, I, seriously, I want it because your video, what's your opinion on that? Because if you watch my videos all from today, they all have the same shirt on. You go, oh, well, he recorded them all on the same day. You know what? I mean, here's the thing. I don't know your exact schedule, but it sounds like you're doing back to back to back. Yes, 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 Sam. You could definitely, you know, you could do that if you wanted to. I don't think it's really that key for mm -hmm. you necessarily be changing shirts. Um, you know, for the, let's say you, how many interviews did you do today? Like maybe uh, this, this is number three and I have three more to go. Okay. So six, we've got six today. Yeah. That's fine. I don't see there's a problem with that. You know, where I think I would recommend to really be looking at the, you know, the changing of the clothes more would be, um, for example, uh, with YouTube and you're creating recorded videos that are going to have more longevity uh, mm -hmm. that be out there for potentially years and years and years that people will be viewing them. You might want to consider having a different outfit and change it up from time to time. But I'm also not going to take a uh, Princess Diana approach to this in the yeah. sense of you can only wear an outfit once. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, definitely you want listen you invest in your in your look and your image and you invest in good clothing you should wear it over and over again um i don't think people obsess over that but one of the things i do recommend and one of the services we do is we record we interview people on zoom and then create videos for them from their answers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what i do in that recording is i do i do say okay now change your clothes and then i'll pause and then they change and then they come back and then we continue recording so I do encourage them to change their outfits because I want to create a different look and a different yeah, feel yeah. for each of those videos. Yes. That's, that's, that's really, really cool. Um, and, and, and literally, I mean, it's, it's so cool to get that stuff with you. Um, and you know, uh, we've got, you know, a couple minutes left, but there is another area I wanted to touch on nowadays with the cameras people are doing, are you recommending people? You know what I mean? Yes. You can create content with as simple as your smartphone or are you saying, you know, invest in a little bit of equipment. Now I've got lighting and I see you do too, but you know, talk to me about equipment that you recommend for starting out maybe. You know, I, I think, you know, uh, Tim, the, the, the niche that I'm carving out and kind of mm -hmm. the area that I'm working in is I want to fill a gap between 
doing nothing, having no visibility, having no presence online, mm -hmm. and filling the gap between that and high-end video production, $1,000 per finished minute of video. Like mm -hmm. I, I wanna be the person who fills the gap in the middle. So for that, because of that, I do recommend phone. You mm -hmm. know, uh, upgrade your phone. If you're going to be using your phone as your phone, <laughs> but yeah. as your, really your business, and your video camera, upgrade this phone to the highest capacity possible. Mm -hmm. That's one of the biggest tips that I can give because it's frustrating when you only have so much storage. So it's worth it to upgrade. Um, I'm using today a 4K Brio Logitech webcam. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. It's a great camera, far better than the in the the built-in webcam on my laptop on my MacBook Pro. And so I, again, webcam, smartphone, that's what I specialize in. I do have a small ring light behind my camera right now. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you're really good to go. Uh, microphones is another thing. You know, we can get into a whole conversation around microphones. You as a podcaster, you know, you know, audio is certainly important. I'm not obsessing over that right now, but certainly I'd recognize that audio is, is an important thing to consider as well. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, yeah. It, it, and I like to make sure people understand using the basics I'm using, you know, uh, but I, I have a high camera. I'm still using my desktop camera, uh, but I have an external microphone. That's good. Uh, yeah. But I do, I do a lot of my videos are done with the smartphone and, but, and mine's my, I, I don't know you've newer. Mine's an iPhone seven. So mine's old. I need, <laughs> I need right. update. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Mine is a, mine's a 10 iPhone. Okay, 10. Yeah. Have had, and I, I am an Apple girl through and through. Love it. Yeah. You know, I love having everything in the ecosystem kind of matching, and and so I do um, really recommend uh, that. But again, any modern smartphone mm -hmm. is capable of producing HD video. Yeah, yeah. That's really all you need. Yeah. Cool. So with that, all right, I know a lot of people are watching this. They want to get a hold of you. What's some areas that people can actually reach out to you? Websites and stuff they can reach you from. Yeah, well, I mean, you can find me at CherylPluff.com. And, you know, I was just mentioning about videos and producing them on my phone. If you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see the videos that I produce. They're all produced on a phone or on a webcam. So oh, wow. there's a real example. Just go and check out some of those videos. And, uh, and that's it doesn't have to be complicated. I think we as entrepreneurs, we, we like to make our lives complicated. <laughs> I don't know why we're we have that tendency. Why? Why make it complicated? Yeah. Keep it simple. Focus on your message. Focus on being of service. And and I'm really, frankly, on a bit of a mission right now, now that we're in the post-COVID-19 or going into that world, that entrepreneurs really start needing to lean lean the, the process down. Like, I, I'm going away from funnels. I'm going away from complicated funnels and all that craziness of cobbling 8,000 things together and all that. I'm really looking to... Um, focus on really the income generating activities, the things that really move the needle for the business, but also that truly serve people. And so it's really about simplification. I think we're going to see a lot more of that coming in, in the next you know months and years. So, so I, I, I'm going to ask you this. So I built a funnel. All right. That I actually had you go through. What do you think of my funnel? I loved it. <laughs> well, you know why? Because it was simple. When I, listen, I'm not the it, person. It was, but yeah. I don't have a funnel. Um, I, personally, I don't even really like the word funnel, um, yeah. but you have to have a system. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You've got to have a system. What I'm referring to are the, the complicated funnels. I see so yeah. many entrepreneurs who spend, they got the infusion soft and the landing pages and the lead pages and the lead quizzes and the deadline funnels and da, 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 da. And, and it's like, then they're not even serving people. Yeah. And so yeah. no, yours was great. It was so simple and so clean. You got Calendly, 
you, you're using StreamYard. Mm -hmm. Just good and, to go. and 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 you, know, you noticed I asked I asked the question to everybody because I, I have an event called Blog and Video Con, and I asked the question, "Do you have a podcast? Yes or no?" And most people aren't getting the fact that they'll find out there's a reason. If you say yes, of course, I reach out and go, well, great. Can I be on your show? If you say no, hey, would you like to create a show? It's like, it's, you know, everybody doesn't. That's simple funnel people. That's yeah. finding out what people need and saying, okay, do you need this? Yeah. Let me help. And yeah. I love how, you know, I mean, your your videos are all that way too. I went through looking at your, your YouTube channel. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Cheryl, it has been fun having you on the show. I see uh, my my last guest actually, uh, you know, just put this up. All right. Eli was my last guest before you. All right. And he put this up seeing you on here. So uh, we got to say hello to him. Well, uh, he, he and I are both purple. Uh, we both, we're both Prince fans. Oh, so okay. We have like this, you know, hey, Eli. Yeah. <laughs> Good guy. I don't have that on my quiz. I mean, I used to have, ask that. What was your favorite band? Growing, you know, but anyway, I have one too, but mine's not Prince. I do love Prince, but it's not Prince. Got it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Cheryl, I like to close out my show with a little game. Mm. Cool. My game is called This or That. I learned it from Sammy Hagar. I'd like to think I'm cooler than Sammy Hagar, but hey, we all have our own opinion, right? Sammy Hagar does this on his show, and I'm like, I like that. And I'm going to adapt it to my show. I so I have about eight or nine questions. All right. Some can go on to other things based on how it goes. And they're just one, one or the other. All right. They're not meant to be offensive. They're not meant to be mean. They're just standard questions. All right. If you have an emotional opinion, by all means, share it. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. So I like to start off with this one just to see who's into it and who's not. If I were to ask you which one you like better, Star Wars or Star Trek? <laughs> Can I say neither? I'm not a science fiction, you know, type person. But if I had to, I would probably go more towards Star Trek. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's it, some people aren't, but it's like one of those starter questions. My starter and my starter question and my end question almost always are, are identical on every one. But sure. this net's working here because um, now that I've seen you, you on one and, and you've been on one format, and I know somebody who's been on another format. Would you rather watch the Home Shopping Network or the Weather Channel? Oh, the Weather Channel. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely the Weather Channel. In fact, uh, we've been watching it a lot more recently because we have, you know, like a, what is it, a fire stick? You know, mm -hmm. so we yeah. watch, you know, because we weren't able to see that before when in our previous home. And so I love watching the Weather Channel. I do. Oh. Uh, Stephanie Abrams so and Jim Cantori and that whole gang. Well, I met uh, Bob Sercosta from Home Shopping Network, and I'm trying to get him on the show too. But he's he's broadcasting every day from his house, Home Shopping Network still. So, <laughs> um, but it's the when you say the Weather Channel, like the Weather Channel here in the United States, a couple years ago, a show came on um, called Fat Guys in the Woods. I don't know if you remember it or ever seen it. It was a weird thing, <laughs> and it was only done in two seasons. Right? We got into watching this because it was very inventive. Right? The second season, because I was commenting on Twitter and social media about it when the show was going on, this guy reached out to me and said, uh, hey, I'm on an upcoming episode. All right. I, you know, make sure you watch me. And I became friends with him and I've had him on my podcast. And I had him on the like the day after his show aired. And it was so cool. And it was on the Weather Channel. And, the, and I now follow Creek Stewart because of it. I thought he was a real cool guy, too. Well, I, I remember at the Weather Network, and I don't know if, what era this is, but yeah. 
I do remember there being a real push uh, from the Weather Channel to create more long-form programming. So I'm sure that's probably what. That's happened. probably what it was. I mean, because yeah, there was there's a lot of shows they do. You know what I mean? Like you know that are that are that are just too scary for me to watch. I don't want to find out about how the tornadoes killed people. I just you know or Sharknado or something like that. They call them like nah, not me. So moving on, would you rather have a drink of wine or beer? <laughs> Listen, I'm from Northern Ontario. I'm from a French Canadian mining town. My answer is beer. <laughs> I do like beer. Funny story. My husband and my husband doesn't really drink uh, very much of anything actually alcoholic, but you know, he'll occasionally have a beer or a glass of wine. But uh, if we go to a restaurant, you know, and order drinks, the drinks come over and it's a Budweiser or it's a Coors Light or it's something. And they'll immediately put it down in front of him. And then he slides it across the table to me. <laughs> very, very common. Very common. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this next one here may relate to the fact that you live in Canada is hockey or ice skating. Oh, hockey all the way. My son is a high level uh, rep goalie. And, uh, and so we've been doing hockey forever and he actually is, I've been on championship teams, uh, Nations Cup, and et cetera. Yeah, no, we're all about hockey here for sure. I, I figured, but I, I'm like, I got to throw that one in there. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right, you're going out for fast food, taco or hamburger? Ooh, ooh, toss up. Um, taco, no, I, I think hamburger. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's got to be a hamburger for for takeout. And probably Harvey's. Do you have Harvey's in, in, in the United States? We, we don't have as many Hardee's as we used to, but I remember Hardee's, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Harvey's here. Like, uh, that's what I would prefer. And then we actually like to do uh, burritos uh, mm -hmm. here at the house. So yeah, yeah. We that will do them like a homemade burrito. Yeah. Gwen, yeah. Gwen makes this taco salad that we make our own that is just oh, fabulous. Yeah. I love anything. Mexican food is so good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to the movies, all right, would you rather have popcorn or candy? Oh, I rarely go to the movies, to be honest with you. Rarely watch movies. Oh, okay. But um, I think, you know, if we went, uh, I'd probably go toward uh, popcorn, probably. Popcorn? Okay. You you put the butter onto it or just? Yeah, a little extra butter. I like I like both. <laughs> I like candy, too. <laughs> okay. I'm not so a movie, I'm not a, we're not much of a movie family at all. Certainly not going to the movies. Mm -hmm. uh, we did go recently. What did we see? I can't recall. Uh, Jumanji? Yeah, I, I didn't see the new latest Jumanjis yet. I know no, that there's two of them now, and I have not seen them. I've I seen the original with Robin, with Robin Williams. Yeah, and, no, I yeah. saw the second one here, and, and uh, it was good. It was really good, but we just rarely go. Yeah. All right, so would you rather dress up or be walk around in yoga pants? If you'd asked me in 2010... <laughs> I would have said dressing up. If you ask me in 2020, I say dressing down. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be comfortable. And and that's just something, you know, I think over time, like mm -hmm. with age, you know, I'm, I'm in my late 40s now. I'm all about the comfort. Like I'm mm -hmm. looking for flat shoes now. I used to go for like the stiletto heels, the platform, you know. And it's like, I think those days are done for me. Yeah, that was usually another one I usually put in for girls is I usually say he heels or boots or heels or flats. But I didn't put that one in this one this time. <laughs> Um, this next one and my last two are, can be, are, are my interesting ones, but this next one here is one that could create wars if you have it right now in the world. And that is toilet paper under or over. 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 Okay. Yeah. So some people get very passionate about this. Although I don't, 
I don't like fold the little diamond and all of that, but yeah, over. I had a girl on last week, Cheryl, that literally, um, she said, you know what I mean? I go to my, if I'm dating a guy and I, after the third time of having to switch it from under to over, I break up with him. He's not meant for me. <laughs> <laughs> if that's going to be the deciding factor, there's some deeper problems there. Probably, yeah. But I've had some of the most, most passionate, some of the most calmest people through the whole interview. You ask them that question. Oh, I mean, they get mean. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing to get passion out of people. I am not a person who, uh, you know, I, I know some people do kind of go obsessive about little things like that. I'm not a traditionalist. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm definitely not that kind of person. I yeah. think my husband is a little bit more of that way, like more a little bit more traditional. But I'm very like open-minded, and yeah, no, mm -hmm. things like that don't bother me one, one bit. Okay, so then let me ask the last one then: okay. boxers or briefs? Uh, boxers. <laughs> I, think. I don't know. <laughs> Let me change my answer. When you what? say boxers or briefs, I say clean. Clean, yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, after after years of marriage, it's like, you know, who cares? As long as he, you know, you know my wife, you know, is like probably, yeah, just as long as they're clean and I don't have to see. Or, or, or clean, but no, and, and that they're not like threadbare. Like that, that would be, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Show has been fun having you on the show today. So tell Thank everybody, you. even on the audio, so they can hear your uh, hear your websites and stuff, and make sure that we find you on the internet. Yeah. So for those listening, uh, CherylPluff.com. S H E R Y L. Pluff is a good old French Canadian name. P L O U F F E. dot com. And mm -hmm. then you can just search my name on Facebook. Search my mm -hmm. name on YouTube. Search my name on LinkedIn, Twitter. Mm -hmm. You know, wherever. Um, I'm at Cheryl Pluff pretty much everywhere on social media love to connect with you and uh, help you out in any way I can to help you increase your authority and income with video. Cool. Cool. Well, guys, it's another show. And I just want to thank you, the Tim Gillette show for coming in on, and joining us on the show. Thank you, Cheryl, for being on our show today. Thank guys, you. make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Tim Gillette rocks, as well as on anchor FM. And we are also now on iTunes, Apple podcasts. Uh, but, subscribe, catch our next show. I'm Tim Gillette, the Tim Gillette show, and I'll see you next time. Bye now.